And again, um, the Lord has uh, blessed us with uh, His Word. Because of His Word, we can survive uh, in this world. We have no, um, you know, um, we have no chance of prevailing against the enemy. Uh, because he is more powerful than us. But thank the Lord that he has given us uh, the victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's um, open our Bibles and let's go to the book of um, uh, First Kings. As I told you, uh, we are going to talk about this um, life of Elijah. And uh, here in the book of um, First Kings, uh, we found last week we talked about um, you know um, Elijah. How is it that he came into the picture here, where um, King Ahab was threatened and you know restored his kingdom is restored according to him uh, by Elijah. But Elijah is um, the servant of the Lord, and Ahab, together with his wife, um, are not really doing well in the kingdom, and uh, they made Israel to worship uh, the wrong gods together. That is why the Lord um, raised this man of God, Elijah, to confront this man, because he is evil, and so is his wife. So therefore, um, uh, we have a good um, thing to um, good um, length of messages here uh, for you know just uh, focusing the life of Elijah. But we are going to um, do the second part this time. Let's open our Bibles. Let's go to First Kings chapter seventeen, and we begin reading maybe from verse number two. Um, up to verse number 7. If you may, we will all stand and read this responsibly. I will read verse number 2. You respond verse number 3 and responsive reading until we reach verse number 7. Just a few verses here, but we'll see how it goes. Um, very exciting, um, you know, life here of Elijah and um, a lot of things that uh, perhaps, uh, um, you know, we can learn a lot of things here. Alright, I'll start reading from verse number 2 of the book of uh, 1 Kings, chapter 17, verse number 2. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded thy ravens to feed thee there. And the ravens uh, brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, once again, Lord, we thank you for bringing us together into this place of worship. Bless this uh, passage of scripture, O oh God, and help us to understand the blessing there that we have uh, worked uh, with uh, on Elijah and his life, Lord, being a blessing to so many generations of Christians and believers. And so many uh, people, Lord, have learned so much, pastors have learned so much because of the life of Elijah. We pray also that in the same uh, um, 
blessing of understanding, Lord, uh, we ask that uh, we may also uh, be uh, given that um, uh, we can grasp the meaning of uh, the principles that you have already also um, brought forward into this text. That, Lord, we will understand line by line, word for word, so that, Lord, um, we will be able to apply this into our uh, daily walk with you. And bless your people once again. Strengthen us in our faith, in our walk. Uh, strengthen us, Lord, so that uh, we will be the more um, be a blessing to the people around us and <coughs> to uh, continue to be a pillar um, and also a light and soul in this place. And Lord, um, once again, uh, we ask, Lord, that you will give us your uh, blessing tonight as we tackle this life of Elijah. Bless all of us in Christian prayer. Amen. Please be seated. I entitled this message tonight as God's protection for Elijah because this is uh, where you can see um, Elijah's life is not is not easy this time uh, because he, he just made the king um, you know to be his enemy in this moment and Elijah uh, if he did not open his mouth, he, was, he could have been okay, or he, not really okay, because Jezebel, um, before this happened, Jezebel already killed the, the prophets. So Jezebel had already in, in her mind uh, to destroy all the believers, all the believers of God, those people who uh, preach the word of God, those people who taught the people about the word of God. Jezebel uh, was already uh, concocting um, the, the idea of eradicating or annihilating these people and servants of God. But again, there are other ministers that are hidden uh, here um, by, the, uh, by the prophet also and, and help them to survive with bread and water. But again, Elijah thought that he was alone um, fighting against this evil regime of Ahab and Jezebel. So, uh, but again, he was not really um, worried about it because he knows that God is able to protect him and he just um, followed the Lord and obeyed the Lord God in fighting against this evil regime. And Elijah um, found this place here in the brook Chirrut. The brook Chirrut. There are a lot of interesting things that's happening here uh, in this brook. Um, uh, again, one thing we can we can find is that um, the brook Chirith, um I, I tried to look at this, where is this in the map? And again, uh, it's just telling us that that is before Jordan. Uh, before Jordan, and he, he was told to go eastward. So I looked at that, so eastward going to, approaching towards um, approaching towards Jordan. So he must be on the west bank. He must be positioned in the west bank side of the Jordan River and then he had to go to um, the east. So that means approaching um, Jordan River. But the problem with that, we cannot really locate except if there are maybe other passages of scripture that will tell us where exactly um, Elijah uh, was located. But Jordan River it's not a good, um, what's this, um, um, landmark because it's a very long river. It's like it runs a hundred kilometers uh, from, from the um, 
uh, Sea of Galilee, um, then all the way down to um, the Dead Sea. But it's winding, but around 100 kilometers, I and mean, you cannot tell, 100 kilometers is from here to Huntley, near Hamilton. So um, along that line of the river, we cannot tell. But again, uh, I, might, I, I, will, I will search this out, but it's interesting. Um, where is this Brook Chirin? Where is this place? Now again, another thing that um, I found there uh, is very, very interesting that the Lord of all the animals in the world, he uses the ravens. The ravens, as we know of, this, this animal, this kind of birds, uh, uh, these are greedy birds. And again, um, this, when, when we say greedy, that means uh, they will never share. Whatever they have, that's, that's theirs. And no one, no one can really um, take it from them because um, they don't want to share. But the Lord, despite of the characteristics of these birds, the Lord used it and the Lord, um, you know, transformed the heart of these greedy birds into, you know, um, 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 philanthropic, you know, type of vows. Um, um, but again, we can see here that um, this is the power of the Lord to change the heart of uh, these greedy animals, and and they are now the ones um, providing food for Elijah uh, in, in the morning and also in the evening. There's no lunch, I think. There's no lunch there, but the the birds are so faithful in providing bread and flesh in the morning, bread and flesh in the evening. That means this is like uh, we can call this hamburger uh, with bread and meat in the middle. These birds are providing Elijah. And it's a great blessing that, you know, the Lord showed this to us because that will show our God is the one really that will provide. That is why when you are serving the Lord, all you need to do is thank the Lord. All you need to do is just rejoice in the Lord because He knows um, um, how to provide our needs. And uh, we don't, Elijah did not request for this. Remember that? Never did Elijah ask God, Lord, uh, give me um, bread and and, and meat in the morning. Give me bread and meat in the evening. That Elijah did not know what's going was going to be provided for, for him. But you know, it was not his concern because that part is God's concern. The Lord has to provide Elijah. The Lord has to supply the need because Elijah needs to survive. Elijah needs the meat and Elijah needs the bread. So that's exactly what the Lord provided. And he used even the most impossible animal to be used in the world. And that is the ravens. The ravens here um, is just um, obeying the Lord. And I'm really astonished that the ravens obey the Lord. And so many servants of the Lord do, do not obey him. But again, um, in Psalm 34 verse number 1, the Bible tells us here, Psalm 34 verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now, this is what our job to do. We will bless the Lord. We will, we will seek the Lord. We will um, extol His name. And we will sing praises unto Him. Because the Lord is the one, you know, that orchestrate all of this. And how are we going to survive in this world? It is the Lord. How are we going to be provided with our needs? It is the Lord. How, are, how, how we can... How we can escape the, the hands of the enemy, it is the Lord. So that is why we all 
uh, all to bless the Lord at all times. And again, in the New Testament, you can find, he said, um, uh, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. And again, that entire chapter of Psalm 34 is a great chapter to read. And um, I hope that you will take time to read that and meditate upon these words. And it's just a great blessing there to see this um, servant, servant of God, David, um, extolling the Lord, magnifying the Lord in his life. Now, um, we, we come back to this life of Elijah. Elijah here is a Tishbite, that means he's from Tishbe. And we do not know um, this place yet. I have not uh, researched this place, but this is a place. But he's a Tishbite. Now, um, he came into the picture, into this um, chapter, and, and pronounced this um, word to King Ahab. And he said that in the space of three years, there's no rain until I say so. And again, uh, that was very um, terrible um, pronunciation of Elijah um, because that means you know who's going to be affected if there will be no rain and if there is famine it's not King Ahab because King Ahab is a, a lack of supply he can store um, you know tons and tons of or, or, or um, liters of water he can store supply for himself and for his household for his wife and the people that will be affected by that are the those poor people in the land the servants or the, the, you know those people that work in the land those people who are work for for a living those are the people that will be affected by this um, pronouncement or announcement of Elijah but that that's not going to be that's not going to be questioned because uh, I believe um, the evil deeds of Ahab um, needs to needs to be stopped. It has to be stopped, and and the Lord now is raising the man that will trigger um, that um, you know um, uh, for the stopping of this evil king, King Ahab, and also his um, wife. Um, Queen Jezebel. Now, here in verse number one, verse number one in our text in in First Kings chapter seventeen, and Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. So here, Elijah prayed, although he said this already, but he prayed that there shall be no rain. And the Lord answered his prayer, and there was no rain for the space of three years and six months. And then at the end of that period, that the Lord granted to him that there's no rain for that space of time, um, Elijah prayed again. And he prayed for the rain. And when he prayed for the rain, um, the Lord again answered the prayers of Elijah, and there was rain. But again, someone might ask, Pastor, the prayer of Elijah is really a cruel prayer. It's a cruel prayer. 
because it affects the poor, not the rich. It affects the ordinary people in Israel, not Ahab. But again, uh, we cannot question that, but the Lord allowed it. So here, the answer um, to Elijah's um, prayer uh, was really what God wants to happen. That is what God's uh, what is that is what God wants to happen to Israel because the whole Israel is no longer um, serving God. That the entire Israel now serving Baal. These people, not just the king, but the entire kingdom now uh, is you know standing in animosity against the Lord. So therefore, there is this problem now, not just the king, but the entire uh, citizenry of Israel. In um, the prayer of Elijah, I believe, uh, he was just like, you know, looking maybe at the Old Testament scriptures, and the Old Testament scriptures um, uh, will tell us that uh, if you will depart from the Lord, the Lord will send curse upon you, and then uh, the Lord will not allow the rain to come upon you. So I think this is what Elijah may be meditating for many, many uh, weeks and many, many days. And, and this is what God spoke to him, so therefore he used these words, the word of God, in Deuteronomy 11, verse 16. I think this is the basis where um, Elijah used the word of God uh, to, send, um, to send condemnation to the land of Israel because of their departure from the living God. The entire Israel uh, nation departed from the Lord, therefore this is what's going to happen. It said here in Deuteronomy 11.16, Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And now this is exactly what happened to Israel. This is exactly what happened to the kingdom of Ahab. And because he did this, therefore Elijah perhaps know that the next thing, the next thing is very predictable. The next thing is very predictable, but I'm not saying that he's just using this and then he made predictions because there was really an interaction between God and Elijah in a special way. But again, this may be the, the thing that Elijah really started um, to, to rally against the kingdom, against um, Israel or against Ahab and Jezebel. Because they have departed from serving the Lord, and they serve other gods, and they worship other gods. Verse 17, and, and, the, and then the Lord's wrath be kindled against you, and he shut up the heaven, that there be no rain, and that the land yield not their fruit, unless you perish quickly from off the good land which the Lord God, uh, which the Lord giveth you. And again, this is exactly um, what happened there. So Ahab, you know, led the people into worshiping the wrong God. And Elijah knew that this is not right. Because the country is now in this situation, in this, you know, um, um, spiritual decay. Um, almost, you know, Elijah can predict that the Lord will do something against this land. The Lord will do something. I will tell you, brothers and sisters, we know already our God. We know him. Sometimes he will not act, sometimes he will allow you because of his grace and his mercy. But the Lord has already a standard. If you disobey the Lord, there is punishment coming your way. And do not trust, I mean, do, do not trust, do not try 
do not try God um, to, to disobey Him, you know, uh, on purpose to disobey Him, and, and, and you will pay the price. Because this is perhaps a warning to all of us. This is what He said against the people of God who turned again against the Lord and these people did so and therefore the Lord you know uh, punished them according to his word if you depart from serving the Lord and you worship other gods then the next step the next step famine will come no rain but there's in the, in the Bible in Deuteronomy there's no specific period of time where and how, how long but Elijah put a period there and the Lord answered his prayer you see and that is where this is the, the beginning here of uh, Elijah now uh, be, became a wanted man. Um, Ahab now has a target to kill. He has given, uh, you know, even reward to any nation, any person that could kill Elijah and they will receive reward, prizes. Um, this is hard. This is hard because now Elijah cannot trust anyone. He could not trust anyone because um, they might turn Elijah to the king or to the to the uh, military or and, and, and capture Elijah, and then those people that that uh, turn Elijah over uh, would receive, you know, um, big big cash, and that is really sad. Now Elijah. Um, is perplexed you know he's, he's he, he cannot trust anyone he cannot go he cannot go to the open and uh, his life uh, is just a matter of time that um, Elijah would be killed except that the Lord protected him except that the Lord kept him or otherwise uh, in normal circumstances Elijah is considered dead in this situation but because the Lord used him and used him mightily, and he's a servant of God, so Elijah survived in that. But here in verse number 2 of our text, in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse number 2 to verse number 7, we will look at this, um, you know, uh, what transpired in this uh, situation of Elijah. Because now he had talked to Ahab face to face, and he could not face Ahab again. Um, without him uh, not getting killed. So he had to flee, he had to run away, he had to hide himself, but it's not really him hiding himself because he could not hide from the king. He could not. But it's just the Lord that instructed Elijah where to go because God knows, you know, the limitation of the mind of the king. God knows the limitation of the armies of Israel. God knows the, the inability of uh, Jezebel to find out where Elijah is. So again, the Lord knows all of this and, and he knows how to protect his servant. That is why it, it is really an encouragement to all of us to just trust in the Lord because he knows how to protect us and he knows how to you know keep us away from harm. So we will just trust the Lord just like what the, uh, the Elijah did. He trusted in the Lord. He did not know where to go but the Lord knows where Elijah should go. And in verse number 2, notice this. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying. So here we can see God's command revealed. The Lord knows where to hide Elijah. And he wants Elijah to, be, to survive in this. And the Lord used 
Um, you know, uh, Elijah in so many ways. So therefore, the word of the Lord came unto Elijah, saying, You see, what, how, how important it is, how, how we need to hear God's voice this time. How we need God's word. That is why, again, there's no amount of, you know, um, 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 time that uh, if only if I can, if I can um, listen more and more of the word of God, uh, I would do that. Because um, the Lord would speak into my heart uh, through His Word, and the Lord will open my heart and my understanding uh, when, when, when His Word is preached. And that is why, again, it is very timely that we are going to have our um, um, conference coming, and there are so many preachers coming. So um, I encourage you to not to miss any of these preachers while we preach. And, and enjoy the blessings of the Lord. And who knows, you know, if the Lord could reach your heart somewhere in the in the uh, in the meetings, then you you might come forward and surrender your life to God. And that is for your own betterment. That is for your own advantage. If you surrender your life to God, and that is what God wants to happen to us to surrender to Him. And that is, you know, our church. You know that uh, we can help. That we, that is what uh, the product of these meetings um, going to have. Um, life surrender to the Lord, life change, salvation, salvation uh, of souls done. So these are a great blessing. You see how we need to hear God's voice this time. And you see, all we need to understand that uh, Jesus Christ said, um, "Not by bread alone that man shall live, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord." It is really imperative. It is essential that, you know, um, me as a preacher, as a pastor, and our preachers in our church, they must hear from God. They must, they must search the scripture and seek the Lord, beg the Holy Spirit of God um, to, to, to open our understanding. When we read the Bible, and sometimes it's so hard to, it's so hard to understand. Sometimes you cannot fit the... the, the of, of, that, your, of your message you cannot fit the, the verse and sometimes we wrestle with God not wrestle physically but we wrestle spiritually and sometimes we don't eat and uh, we, we, we because we want to we want to extract the, the, the word of God the perfect word of God and how are we going to process this so that we can offer this to people so that's the, 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 the job of a preacher. He must listen. He must hear from God directly, uh, from his study and from, you know, also from the preaching of other um, uh, pastors and uh, the, those reliable people that have uh, been a blessing to so many of us. You see, I listen to um, the preaching of the pastors that I, I can trust. And um, I, want, I want to, uh, you know, um, write it in, in my Bible. I, I have one message that um, I really I really want to um, listen again. I went to the um, prayer advance uh, last month or two months ago in Pangaray. There was a message of uh, Pastor Day and I I was not able to write down. There was a word or, or phrase there that I need. I need that phrase, so I had to. I had to call Pastor uh, Dave Smith. Uh, what's the name of the pastor? Dave Clear. Dave Clear. Is it clear. Uh, 
yeah. So Pastor Dave Clear and Pastor Dave Smith. So Pastor Smith, um, uh, he has all the records of those uh, preaching. I have to listen to those preaching again because there was this line there that uh, I missed the record in my in my notebook. So uh, those important things, things that you know, uh, there are lines in the Bible that sometimes it takes a long time for you to understand what does that mean. So uh, and again, uh, it's just it's just a duel. It's just. Um, you know, um, a great blessing if uh, you can find the meanings to that. So, all of us, past- pastors or preachers or, or Sunday school teachers, must hear from God because um, that is uh, what is needed uh, in this time to teach our people. And we cannot just teach people coming from anyone, coming from anything. It must be coming from God because yep. if it's not coming from God, it's useless. Yep. Right. It's not going to be, you know, a, a blessing to you if it is not from God. That's why, you know, uh, as, as preachers, we need to listen with God. Yep. We need to ask God and beg the Lord. Uh, last night, I, uh, I've been like sitting uh, on and off for the past week. Uh, I cannot form, I cannot really form the message. I cannot, and um, carry carry um, the, the message again and try to uh, find that it's just it would fit uh, the, the, the the verses that I thought would be good to use it's, it, it does not it does not fit until I think that was around eight o'clock in the evening I said I have to give up to this message I have to find another one because it's I can I can't just absorb it. I cannot absorb in my mind. So um, I gave up that message and prepared another one. And um, it's not even thoroughly prepared, but that's what I can do. Um, I had to sleep. Uh, that was already, I think, 2 2.50 in the morning. And I'm still not confident. I set my alarm. I have to get up at least if I can sleep four hours or four, four and a half hours. Um, I will have to get up and try to polish it before before uh, going to shower and before preparing myself. I did not have breakfast. I had no time. I had no time. And even in the car, Sam was driving. I had to go over the, the messages. But again, I prepared this, you know, many days before, uh, weeks. But sometimes the Lord will twist it and change it, you know. Scrap it, scrap it. <laughs> so what can you do? And for many times it happens. So it's not just you know, uh, it's not a surprise to me that sometimes you prepare this message and you bring this message and you, you think that this is the best message that you are preparing, and then all of a sudden the Lord will change it in the night before or in the morning before, and that that's really hard. But again. Um, we are not going to preach our word. We are going to preach God's word. That's right. Yeah, you cannot do what you want. You see. Um, but again, um, we need to hear from God. Each one of us, especially the pastors and preachers, need to hear from God. Elijah here, Elijah clearly, um, because of his close fellowships with the Lord, he's very close to God and he he, he prayed, so, you know, uh, very um, um, uh, frequently, and he, he talked to the Lord in, in, a, in a way, in a manner, as if, you know, he's talking to his friend, you know, nearby, and 
um, the Lord was so so open to Elijah, and Elijah was, um, you know, speaking to the Lord always, and that is why um, the Lord uh, spoke to him in a very very clear uh, manner, very uh, understandable way. So again, uh, that was Elijah's um, perhaps advantage uh, because of his closeness with the Lord. But again, it's not really just Elijah. Any one of us can be close to the Lord. Any one of us can come to the Lord in, in, in a manner that is so sweet in fellowship and, and very close in fellowship. And the Lord does not limit that. You know, uh, it's not me. I am the pastor, so I must be the one closest to the Lord. And I wish I can have that. And I wish the Lord will grant it to me. But again, the Lord, you know, can speak to you um, in a special way um, that, you know, that, uh, the Lord wanted to bless you. But that is my desire all the time, that the Lord will, um, you know, um, um, open to me and, and will have, will create that, you know, uh, there's a song that says, uh, nothing, nothing in between me and my Savior, nothing in between, nothing in between. I don't, I don't want that there's something here that, that is a barrier. Uh, there's something, the barrier between me and my God. I want it, you know, um, uh, open space. I want it, um, you know, I, I want it open to the Lord all the time. And here, um, in, um, we, we can find here in the second part, which is in verse number four, um, God's direction to Elijah. He has given Elijah direction because this is now dangerous. The battle is spiritual and Elijah can be killed at any time. So God uh, is, was the one directing Elijah where to go. So here, Elijah in verse number 4 um, was given instruction, specific instruction, very specific instruction that Elijah had to to obey and had to follow to the to the you know uh, uh, to the letter he should not deviate the plan he should not change it he should not you know um, um, follow partially he must follow completely or otherwise you know he, he would not survive with this so the promise that Elijah received here in verse number 4, And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. See, with the Lord's command to Elijah, with his command also entailed in the command is God's promise. If Elijah will just completely obey, then the Lord's promise will come true. If Elijah will not follow, for sure he will miss a lot of blessing. I, I, I will tell you, maybe there are a lot of us that the Lord has a specific instruction that you have to follow this to the letter and do not deviate, do not alter it, do not change it, but follow it completely because if you don't, you will not get it. You will not get the blessing. This is exactly what happened to Elijah. The Bible says here that, uh, that the promise of the Lord was so certain, very sure, very certain. The command is very sure. And it shall be 
that thou shalt thou shalt drink of the brook. You see, anywhere else there's no water. That is the, the supply. There's no other supply provided. You have to follow and follow completely. Do not change it. Do not change the plan. That's the word. It shall be. In other words, if you alter it, you will you will go nowhere. This, there is no way that you can get water. He said, it shall be. So the promise was very certain. And you can also uh, tell that um, the Lord's provision there is sufficient. He will never lack anything there. Just go there and you will survive. Why? Because God's supply is always, you know, um, enough and sufficient. And another thing that you can find there is that that command of God, the promise, uh, you know, that the command of God has an entailment. Um, you know, there's there's a promise being entailed, and also um, that promise is conditional. There is a condition to the promise. If you, if Elijah will not follow it completely, he cannot get the promise because it is very clear in the instruction when God says. You know, Elijah, if you will, then I will. Elijah, if you go, then you can get it. Elijah, if you will, if you will um, follow, then you will get it. It's very important uh, word here in this verse is the word there. The word there is said here in verse number four, and it shall be that thou shalt drink to the brook, and I have commanded the ravens. To feed thee there. So the ravens is already, you know, um, um, it's already programmed. The Lord already programmed the ravens. That the ravens will feed Elijah in that place. If Elijah will not be in that very specific place, there's no food anyway. That is the place where food is. So Elijah could not alter the plan. Uh, why I say the word alter? Because it's very common for us Christians. God has a plan, but we tweak it. We tweak it a little bit. We, we alter the plan. We don't, we don't want to completely follow God because we are afraid to follow God. We are, we are, we are afraid of what will happen to us if I surrender my life to God. What will happen to my family? What will happen to my future? What will happen to my plan? What will happen to my ambition? What will happen to my um, uh, uh, to my uh, future um, uh, that I want to, to happen to my life? So those kind of things we are afraid of. That is why we do not want to follow God completely. When God say to us, surrender your life to God, and then uh, we, will, we will just surrender half of our life, half of our time, half of our only half, we don't want to completely give it to God because we are afraid. But if Elijah will apply it here, Elijah would have long been dead. Elijah had to completely obey the Lord. Follow God and follow God's instruction step by step by step. And completely obey the Lord. So Elijah um, was told by God here, Elijah, if you want water, if you want food, you must go there. The word there. That is a specific place. There. 
There's no other place that the raven will bring food. Just there. You see that? It might be in your life that there is a certain instruction that God is telling you to do and there's a blessing there. Now, if you will, if you will not listen to that, you will never go anywhere because the blessing of God is already programmed. Who knows, you know, when you follow the Lord and out of nowhere, you will just come across with the person that the Lord will use for your blessing. And if you will not follow God, you will not meet the person there. And if you are like traveling and you, you follow the Lord and completely follow God, the Lord will just meet you with that person that God prepare, prepares for you. I remember um, when, when the uh, scattering of the people of the Christian people, the believers, the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ in Jerusalem, and there was this great scattering of uh, believers and uh, apostles preached in places and, and the deacons were was formed in Jerusalem and there was this name um, um, of the deacon uh, called Philip and Philip was in Samaria preaching and teaching people about Jesus Christ and people get saved and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit grabbed Philip out of Samaria and he was taken into you know uh, uh, the place going to Damascus of the, uh, to, um, um, to, uh, on the way to um, Ethiopia there was this Ethiopian you know that will pass that way if Philip did not obey um, the, the Holy Spirit of God and will maybe you know uh, argue with God because he was already preaching to people People get saved. A lot of people receive the Lord Jesus Christ in Samaria. There's a lot of people. And then the Lord pulled him out to go to the desert. And he wanted to preach. He wanted to share, to share the gospel. And who is he going to preach to there? It's a desert. There's no people. But there was a chariot passing by. You see, if, if, you, if we use our understanding if we use our calculation our mind we cannot understand but praise the lord philip was just obeying the holy spirit of god when he was pulled out from samaria he went and ran and saw the chariot the chariot was not standing still the chariot was moving and moving fast that he had to run 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 and you know catch the chariot if if Philip was late, maybe five seconds or ten seconds, he could not get it. He could not make it. But Philip was there in the right time and catch the chariot. And maybe catch him with his breath and ask this rich person in Ethiopia. He was the governor of the Banco Central of Ethiopia. He was like our Buena Vitora in the Philippines, the one who made all those paper bills. You can see his signature there in, in, the, uh, in the money. And the president signing those money. That Ethiopian eunuch was used by God probably um, uh, in those times because why the Lord was so interested um, in that Ethiopian eunuch that he put out Philip in, from Samaria 
And you see that the, the eunuch there got saved. Perhaps maybe that, that eunuch was very devoted to God. And the Lord looked at his eunuch. You know, he came to Jerusalem just to worship me and he did not know me. Uh, now he's reading his Bible because he could not understand what the preaching was, was meant. And keep on reading and reading and reading and he came across the verse I mean, in the book of Isaiah 53 and he could not understand. And, and he asked, the guy just came along and Philip asked him, understandest thou what thou readest? You know, if, he, if the Ethiopian eunuch was proud, just like any of us, we have pride, that question is very uh, insulting. That question is really insulting. Understandest thou what, what thou readest? Do you understand what you read? That kind of question, if that is heard by someone that is full of pride, he will just rise up and say, Who are you to tell me? Who are you? Don't you know that I am an uh, educated person? I am the, the, the uh, secretary of the Banco Central? Who are you? But no, he was very humble. He was genuinely seeking the word of God. He was genuinely seeking the Lord. That is why the Lord spots that heart. And he used Philip because there's no other there. There's no other person that can that can be used by God in that moment. Maybe it was Philip. So Philip asked, Understandest thou what thou readest? And the Ethiopian eunuch, with all humility and sincerity, how can I? Except someone should guide me. And then he was reading that scripture in the book of Isaiah 53. And from that scripture, the Bible says, And Philip opened his mouth and preached unto him Jesus. So it was the book of Isaiah, but he preached unto him the Lord Jesus. That is why, you see, um, you will find that um, the Lord really, if you will not just ask questions, you will just follow. Because our mind can be sure of everything. We are sure. Philip could say that. Lord, I am sure that you have called me to preach, and here are people, and people are saved. I will stay here. No matter what you want, Lord, I will stay here. Because, Lord, that, that, is, that is absurd. That is absurd. How come you want me to stay away from this place? There's a lot of people that need Christ. And you want me to go to the desert? That is absurd. See, we cannot understand it. Philip could not have understood it. But because Philip just followed the Lord, and you see, there are reasons why things are happening. Elijah is the same. Elijah had to follow the Lord, and he has to obey God, specifically where God wants it. And God said, and it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. That word there is really, there's no other place that's there. Another thing that we can find in verse number 5, where our text in 1 Kings 17, verse number 5, God's word obeyed. Praise the Lord that there are really people that will not ask God questions and will just follow the Lord. Lord, that is your word. That is what you want. Lord, I don't understand it, but so be it. Praise the Lord that there are really people like that. And Elijah, 
Look at what happened here in verse number 5. So he went and did according to the, uh, unto the word of the Lord. You see? And he went. Wow. It's not, it's not so many people. Not so many people will do this. Not so many people will just get up and go. Not so many people. Most of the people, they will calculate now. Okay. So Lord, if I go there, what can I have? What can I get? So again, we calculate. We calculate. Why? Because we, are, we want to run our own future. We want to make sure that we plan the future for ourselves. Why we plan the future for ourselves? Because, my message this morning, we do not want to trust God. We want our own plan. Because we cannot trust God's plan. That is so sad for many Christians that they want their own plan. You see, there is nothing so precious in the sight of the Lord than the obedience of God's people. That is why Elijah is such a great blessing to us until today. Because you can see how difficult his life was. And yet the Lord, you know, um, used him because he obeyed the Lord. Elijah's obedience was, you know, um, it was an active obedience. Active. When God said, bang, Elijah, get up. There's no delay. So when God said, you go there, so he went. And when he went, notice the word, it, is, it, it was instant. He made it um, to, to, to effect immediately. He made no delays. And when he obeyed the Lord, he obeyed the Lord completely. Notice the word there. According unto the word of the Lord. According unto the word of the Lord. And I will tell you also, in addition to that, the obedience of Elijah is not just active, it's not just instant, it's not just complete, but the obedience of Elijah is unquestioning. There's no question. There is no question. If we were Elijah, I do not know how many questions we raised before, you know, we will obey the Lord. Because here, there is no record that Elijah questioned. And in fact, Elijah should have all the reasons of the world to question. Lord, uh, hold on, hold on, Lord, hold on. Okay, I understand. There is water in the room. But there's a drought. This is a drought. But Lord, you said there's a water. Maybe there's still a reserve in that room. But yeah, I can understand it. Maybe, you know, with, with, with um, very um, um, laborious understanding of that, I would understand. But hold on, Lord. You said that I will drink in the brook and there's a raven. Raven will give me hamburgers? That's a big question. How can you trust that? That the, the one that will provide you your meal is a raven. The raven, they are known to be so voracious in their food. They are known to be so greedy and they don't share. They, they will fight. They will fight to the death for food. And how come these ravens will give me my food? 
You see, but you see, Elijah, when he obeyed the Lord, he obeyed um, in active obedience. He obeyed in instantaneous obedience. He obeyed completely and he obeyed unquestioning. There is no question came out from his mouth. He just obeyed the Lord. That is what's going to happen when the word of God is obeyed. Great blessing. You can see the power of God despite of the characteristic of the raven. Because God said so. There's no question about it. Another thing we can find, verse number 4. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse number 4. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. You know what? When you obey, God's supply is received. You will receive it. There's no doubt if we will just obey, you will receive, you will receive God's supply. Why? Because the source was God himself. The Lord is the source of, of the blessing that Elijah wants. He needs water. He could not survive without water. Uh, he needs food. And again, the Lord, because of his sovereignty, he can change the heart of the raven. From being greedy to become generous. <laughs> he changed the heart of the raven. Why? Because it is our God who controls the nature. We have a lot of examples about God changing the course of nature. When when there was a, 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 a you know a tempest in the sea in the in the Sea of Galilee, and the Lord Jesus Christ said, "Peace, be still." Oh, the wind stopped, and and the waves um, ceased. At the word of Jesus Christ, instantly, in, in an instant, the nature obeyed the Lord. And the Lord commanded the whale, the big fish, to, to, to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was swallowed. And, and the Lord commanded the whale to vomit out Jonah. And Jonah, you know, got out to the land. Why? Because the Lord controls the nature. He is in his, it is in his power. So the source of, of, of the blessing was God himself. And the method... The method that God applied is miraculous. It was miraculous. Why it's miraculous? Because you see, the brook keep on running, and the water is running, and then and then uh, and the, the, the ravens there were God's Iran. They were. I do not know if the ravens were driving a motorcycle <laughs> over its. We do not know, but the, the Lord really is, you know, a powerful, um, you know, that he has power that he can change the nature of things. And we also see the regularity, the consistency, bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. Every morning, food is there. Every evening, food is there. Without fail. Without fail. If you go to that group, maybe this this hour, this time, I, I don't think there is a, no, there is a burger there. I don't think that, that, because that 
production that supply is only intended for Elijah and Elijah alone. Because God has a purpose in the life of Elijah. So in other words, the Lord can the Lord can you know change the the course of nature just for you. Just for you. Why? Because you believe in God, you follow the Lord, the Lord is ready to change the course of nature just for you. Remember that. Take it personally. Take it personally. The Lord will use you mightily. Because the Lord has proven it. He has proven it when he, he, he wants to use you and he wants to use you mightily. The Lord will use his power over the course of nature. You see, and you also see the sufficiency. It is sufficient. The sufficiency of God's supply. There was enough supply for Elijah. Enough supply until God's purpose was fulfilled. Until, you know, remember that prior to this, um, or after the situation, later on we will talk about the woman in Shalba. Because that's the next stop, you know, in this series. <laughs> So we will be talking about the woman in Sharipan, and then uh, that woman um, has no food and all that. Um, no more bread, no more flour, no more oil, and waiting for death to come. But the Lord moved um, in the life of Elijah, and that woman was provided, and there was this um, cruise of oil, and there is this maybe container for the flour, and she took part, you know, uh, part of that to bake for Elijah. And then later on, she took the rest to bake for her and for her family. And then they stand there. Then meal time comes again. Then she looked, oh, there is enough. So she took that flour and she took that oil again and bake it and everyone eats and then the, the next meal time there's another the supply keep on going and keep on going without failing there is sufficiency in the lord the lord will supply our needs and the lord will give it with all sufficiency you see now let's get to the uh, final part of this in verse number 7, 1 Kings chapter 17, verse number 7. And it came to pass, after a while, that the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. Now, this is interesting, because the Lord supplied the brook, and now the brook Failed. Any, you know, average Christian, when they experience this kind of situation, they will blame God. They will blame God and they will get angry with God. Lord, you said this is here and we, we, we followed you. Look at this, we followed you. And look what have we got. 
But Elijah did not say that. Oh, he tried out. I think there's the next step here. He was waiting for the Lord, but you know, nominal Christians will just charge the Lord. We'll just slam the Lord. They will just but mouth God in their lives. Because everything bad things happen to them, they blame God. One guy, I told you already about this story. He walked up and down the ramp in the church in Katipunan. There's a ramp that uh, you go this way and then go that way and then you get into the hall, you know, the um, auditorium. That guy there in the ramp, cussing, you know, he used words that not supposed to be used for God. He cussed God, he, he you know, uh, um, uh, he cursed God. And Pastor Jimbo heard it. He heard it and he talked to the guy. Hey, 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 what, what's your problem? What's your problem? And he said, I serve God. I am faithful to God. And this is what I got. And then later on, Pastor Jimbo learned that that guy uh, was like excommunicated from his home. His wife and his children left him. And, and you know, he's alone. And uh, I think, uh, you know, he has a lot of problems. Money and family, a lot of problems. And he said that he is faithful to God. And why, why is that thing happening to him? And then later on, Pastor Jimbo later, um, learned that he was not faithful to, to his family. He was not faithful to, you know, to his children. And again, um, the family left him and he blamed God. But I believe the problem was him. God knows, you know, his heart is not right from the start. The fact that, you know, those words came out from his mouth, something is wrong from deep within. So God sees that. That, you know, no matter how much God will bless that person, and because there is that root in his heart to curse God and to blaspheme God, it will just come out any time when there is disruption of blessing or when there is problems that will happen. Just like this. This is... This is an example here. Elijah experienced this. He looked around and maybe wondered, oh, Lord, why, why the brook dried up? How am I going to, um, how am I going to proceed here? Are you planning, Lord, to move me out of this place? I mean, in fact, that's exactly the case. That place is finished, so you have to move. So the brook dried up. You see, what is this really uh, telling us is that the Lord our God is the one that leading us on. Elijah might felt might feel there a little bit comfortable in the place. Who is that comfortable in the place when there is water and there is hamburger all the time and safe. It is safe away from Ahab, away from Jezebel. It was the perfect place when there is provision from God. 
But the Lord is the one leading him on, so all he needs to do is follow the Lord. Why? Because the Lord is working to a program in his life. The same thing is true that God is working a program in your own life. You, you, you might be a father here. You might have children. But the Lord has a program in your life. Just follow him. You might be a mother. You might have children of your own. But the Lord has a program in your life. Just follow. Just follow the program. And, and if something rough is coming, something, something unusual, oh, this is unusual, do not blame God. And be the more, um, you know, curious about your own self to say, Lord, um, did I do something wrong? Lord, uh, have I wronged you recently? Lord, I have watched that, uh, I have scrolled that, you know, um, wrong picture in the internet. But Lord, you can you just think, think what, whatever things there, whatever things in the past, the past few hours, the past few days, the past few weeks, think. Because there might be some sin along the way that the Lord is dealing with you. Because the Lord will deal with us in our sin. But if there's no sin, you can you can uh, feel or you can uh, see confidently that the Lord is testing you here. This is a trial. This is not a punishment. Because when bad things happen to us, it can only be attributed to two things. One, it can be a trial. Or the other, it can be a punishment. So if you feel like, oh, Lord, I know that I had a, I, 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 that I was wrong. Lord, forgive me. I did that. My decision in that time is wrong. And I know I hurt you, God. Please, Lord, forgive me. And help me, Lord. Strengthen me not to do that same thing again. The Lord will forgive you with that. But if you see that there's nothing wrong that you have done in your in your diligent search of your heart, then you see, Lord, I know that uh, this is a trial, but I will trust in your strength. Help me, Lord, to overcome this. So again, it is the Lord that is working a program in your life. And therefore, you know, just do it and, and allow the Lord to uh, use you with that. Now, Elijah here, um, one thing that probably why the Lord allows the brook to dry up. The brook dried up. And what's the cause there? What the reason? Probably because God, first of all, God wants Elijah to move now. It's time, Elijah, to go to the next step because there is this woman. That woman, if you will go there late, that woman would be killed, would be would die. So I, I think the timing here is perfect because the timing when Elijah moved away from this place and went to Sharifah and found that woman on the process of baking the last meal. She was on the process. But again, leave that behind. Let's, let's take another example why the Lord allowed this brook to dry, to dry up. Why he allowed this brook to dry. Uh, again, perhaps one of the uh, very compelling um, scenario here is because maybe God wants Elijah to feel for the people in the land. Perhaps 
it took a while before Elijah was pulled out from the place and Elijah there's no more water and I'm stuck here there's no there's no um, 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 words from heaven and he, he got stuck there for a while and perhaps he, maybe he experienced thirst and, and moment you know by moment he experienced even more intense and it gets more intense by the by the hour and the Lord did not pull him out straight away and allowing Elijah to experience intense intense um, um, thirst it's because probably God wants to teach Elijah Elijah what you feel right now is exactly what every poor person in Israel is feeling. So now you know, you know, um, how does it feel? You see, again, we are speculating here. We are, this, that is not what the Bible says. I'm just making that story up. And uh, perhaps that's true. Uh, we do not know. But again, uh, there is that aspect there that God wants to teach the preachers uh, what the people are feeling. There is this aspect that the Lord wants, wants us to feel, uh, to, to sympathize the people around us. So that is why. But again, what I told you a while ago, that the departure of Elijah was at very perfect timing of the you know, meeting of the woman. Very perfect timing. So the moment that God pulled um, Elijah out of the place and reached Zarephath is a perfect time. Another thing, perhaps, scenario uh, of that reason why the brook dried up is that the Lord wanted uh, Elijah to just trust in him. Whatever happens there, you will not die, Elijah. You might feel very intense thirst, but you will not die. Just, just hang on there. Just hang on there. And again, we cannot talk, we, we do not know how long and how much thirst that Elijah experienced <coughs> after the brook dried up before God pulled him up. We, we do not know, but those are scenarios that are possible. But whatever it is, wherever it is, I will tell you, my friend, sometimes when the Lord provided you relief of your pain sometimes the lord will provide you relief of your poverty and you 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 restart to you know to enrich yeah the lord enriching you with so much blessing and sometimes the lord will put a stop do not blame god do not ever blame god but rather see whether god wants you to move whether God wants you to change somewhere, whether God wants you to, you know, more uh, be um, um, listening to God, um, you know, more time to, to uh, do your devotion or more time to uh, increase your um, faithfulness to church, or maybe um, time to uh, spend with your uh, brothers and sisters in the Lord, maybe you as a member of this church, um, you have no ministry maybe, but God placed in your heart that, oh, I will visit my brother. Oh, I will visit this family. I will bring a, a, a basket of grocery to surprise them, just to bless them. 
You see, if you are if you if you are a member of our church, and you see um, there are families here sometimes that you are blessed, then you go buy some grocery and surprise and visit and and, and you know the Lord laid in my heart to, to bring this grocery to you. God bless you and then leave. Be a blessing. You know that that's what happened to so many people in the Philippines. Um, a lot of poor people there. And um, Pastor Bob Hughes remember his uh, preaching that there was this lady who was um, destitute of food, very destitute in their condition. Um, he, she has a lot of children. Her husband does not have um, work. I mean, um, he did not have. I mean, that that woman did not have a, a husband. And um, she got five children, and there was a little boy named Mario, and little Mario uh, did not have milk, and uh, and the children, small children, did not have rice, and did not have um, fish, and uh, they could survive with rice and fish, but they could survive that, but there's none, and the, and the woman was very poor, and um, um, she she came to church infrequently because uh, she could not. She could not afford to go every Sunday uh, because it takes, uh, you know, for them to uh, a long walk. Or sometimes, uh, if they have money, they can ride a, um, a bicycle, but they could not do it. And and one time, the pastor, you know, just remembered the woman, and um, he went and and bought grocery and and, and delivered the grocery to to the woman's house. And there, as he knocked on the door, he knocked on the door, someone opened the door, and that was the woman. And then the pastor said, oh, the Lord laid in my heart to bring this grocery to you. And then the pastor was invited in, and then the, the woman told the story that um, uh, she and her children, uh, right there praying for the Lord to supply their needs, uh, they don't have money, and the Lord provided them with that supply, just right there, while they were still praying. I'll tell you, there are these things that will happen to people. There are these things that um, will people will experience, but do not ever question God. Just trust in the Lord, because it is the Lord that is leading you. He's working on a program in your life. If you obey the Lord faithfully, the Lord will just bless you. You see, all these things happen to Elijah can also happen to us. Because it's not about the place. It's not about what God used, you know, whether it's raven or whether it's, uh, it's a nature, whether it's whale, uh, whether it's, a, you know, an animal in the, in the zoo. Whatever, the Lord can use all these uh, things in nature um, and he will bless you uh, with, with, with whatever things that God will use. Only do not complain against the Lord. Only do not just love the Lord despite what happens to your life. Just love the Lord because our God um, will never leave you nor forsake you and He will supply your need. All you need to do is obey Him. And when you obey Him, uh, just that have that perfect spirit in your life that you will uh, obey the Lord and will not question Him and will not blaspheme Him in your life. And that is exactly what happened here. God wants us to learn about the life of Elijah. And we will continue this, um, you know, this um, service, uh, Lord willing, and um, we will we will try our best to 
you know, grab some principles and understand principles here uh, so that we can be blessed in this um, people that the Lord, um, you know, has given to us in our uh, learning, in our lessons. Let's pray. Let's bow in the prayer. Let's come to the Lord. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for um, your word tonight. Thank you for uh, the example of um, the life of Elijah. Um, sometimes, Lord, uh, we fall into uh, this kind of pit, Lord, when, when something is wrong going on in our lives. Sometimes, Lord, we question you. Sometimes uh, we, we, we feel bad and, and at you, Lord, with something, um, things in our lives happening that we don't like. But, Lord, I pray that we will uh, be able, Lord, to uh, put our trust in you, O God, and Lord, uh, with complete surrender. Uh, we fail you in many ways, Lord. Please forgive us. For, forgive each one of us, Lord, in our um, frailty. But Lord, uh, shower us with your blessing as we desire blessings from you. And continue, Lord, to uh, work in our hearts and in our lives so that many others and many people will come to know Christ through us. Continue, Lord, to speak to us through your word, especially in the coming conference, Lord. Speak to us, O God, and use us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Let's uh, say the final one.